You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue. The same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. certainly was brilliant and that makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and this is what harness racing needs chris good morning yeah steve good morning to you good morning everyone uh, i mentioned on radio yesterday with uh, david ballard doing press room we might be witnessing something really special here with leap to fame that's stating the obvious but i, I say that in respect to Maybe he might go on a Winx-like sequence of victories, like what she ended up winning 24 or 25 straight races. He's now won his last six. And you'd be a brave person to say he could, uh, well, he probably won't go, um, uh, well, he could easily go unbeaten for the rest of the year. He's got a few more races to go during this carnival, the Rising Sun, the Blacks of Fate. Maybe one more before the Rising Sun. We'll wait and see. Then the Eureka, and then there's four starts during the Inter Dominion series here in Brisbane, his own backyard. So that would take him into double figures. But, you know, maybe we could be seeing something really special with that big win sequence like we saw with Winks a few years ago. I'd love to see. I, I can't wait for the magnificent storm, leap to fame, potential clash. You said that could be the Blacks of Fake, is that correct? Yeah, that's that's the likely target where they, they will come together. So uh, Leap to Fame will stick to his age group race uh, next. That's going to be the Rising Sun. So that race is, what, three weeks away. So whether he looks to squeeze in another start prior to that, Steve, I'm not sure. He could easily go into that as his next start. But uh, thereafter, he'll then go into the Blacks of Fake. So there's two weeks between the, the Rising Sun and the Blacks of Fake. But that's the first time we'll see Leap to Fame taking on uh, the Alderman as far as... Um, rivals are concerned. So not only Magnificent Storm, Spirit of St. Louis, number of other horses will be in that Blacks of Fake. So that's the uh, the likely landing spot, July 22. And just back to that race on Friday night, there was all sorts of speculation as to what Grant would do at the start, but I know Ryan Spice basically nailed it, didn't he, Chris, when he spoke to you that he'd come off the arm like that and then circumnavigate at some stage. Yeah. And very yeah. heavily back too, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, to, to see a horse sort of pull back at the start like that and, and then just come around the entire field, and that was high-quality opposition, and do it as easily as what he did, plug still in, basically went to the line under his own steam. I think he just ran the, 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 the whip over his tail at the top of the straight, and that was it. So at a, uh, an unbelievable heart rate, uh, I'm told, uh, not long after that race. So um, it's scary stuff, but uh, th this is generational-type talent, no question. Tim Butt's been around in harness racing, knows Rick for a long time. Interesting, just he's, he's an independent thought on the horse. Yeah. He joins us. Tim, good morning. How are you, Chris? Yeah, really well. You've seen some of the all-time greats in this sport, and you've raced horses at Reckliffe. Um, did you ever think you'd see a performance like that on Friday night? No, I was just listening to you boys talk about it, and, um, you know, I'm not usually, usually one to get carried away with a horse until I've sort of you know, been in the big time and, and done it week in and week out. 
but I, I do feel that Leap of Fame is something special. You know, I, I don't think I've seen a horse, you know, potential like him for a long time. And as I say, I've seen Christian Cullen, Yes Advanced Lop, Sokiola smoking up, Mighty Quinn raced against those great horses, you know, and um, I, I'd love to have him in my backyard. Mm. Is it possible that he could go the rest of the year unbeaten? Like, uh, with what he's got coming up during the carnival here, the Eureka, and, and you know, like, he's going to go up against high-quality horses there, catch away, Captain Ravishing, and the like, and then he's got the Inter Dominion. But th- there is a possibility that he could easily go unbeaten for the rest of this year. Yeah, well, he's still, you know, he's still lightly raced as far as Grand Circuit-type racing goes, so I guess you've got to look after him a little bit at the same time. But... um for, without doubt, you know, if he gets bad luck and a bad draw, it's going to be tough. But he, but he overcame that at Redcliffe, and um, you know, you don't see horses win like that. So, um, you know, my opinion, you know, he, he could be something special. But you know, as I said, it's um, tough racing that that top level, and yeah, it's hard to win week in and week out. Mm, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, that that last mile, his own last mile was one fifty one seven. And when you really sit down and sort of analyse that. Rickliffe is a very unique track. It's a half mile, but it's triangular, and he's run his last mile in 51. It's hard to comprehend. Well, he's just got that power, you know, like, um, you know, if he got second or third the other night, you would have thought, oh, you know, he's still gone really terrific, you know what I mean? But to, to find that power at the end like he does, and um, and he's just sort of probably furnished and strengthened, you know, like, you know, probably you might have thought he, he elected, but, you know, a lot of top... You know, you had a top speed at that top level, but um, he's just strengthened up and he's got the all-round game and that, that makes him hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting stuff, no doubt about it. I wanted to talk to you about some of your runners today and the first horse that I wanted to focus on is your three-year-old Barella. Is he frustrating you right now? Oh, a little bit. You know, um, he's, he's quite a big, bigger, mature boy and, um, you know, he's just, just a little... He's so laid back at home, he doesn't grab the bit and yet race day gets a little bit fired up. So... Um, you know, he is going through the learning curve and he may be six months away from you know, seeing his real potential. But, you know, we're just meandering along and trying to get him get him in the right nick for the derby. And, um, you know, he's there to win every start, of course, but, he, um, you know, he's still a work in progress. OK, so is it taking just a little longer than you anticipated? Well, he's just a big goof, you know what I mean? I sent him down to um, sort of Sydney for the derby just to sort of make him grow up a little bit, and that didn't work out, so... Um, and then he's come back here and, you know, he's raced, raced well last start. He was beaten by a sharper horse on the day, you know, and um, I think he'll he'll continue to improve. And, you know, I'm, I've sort of trained him a little bit for the longer distance. So of the derby, if he if he's good enough to be in it. But at, at this stage, he's probably a rung below them, you know, with, with the potential to measure up as a four-year-old. Okay. And that probably goes in line with his breeding as well because he's a half-brother to the Victoria Cup when a rock and roll do. And... He, he probably seems like he's not the fully furnished product as yet also. Yeah, yeah very similar horse probably. And, um, you know, as I say, well, you want him to run early. He is a big overgrown horse and um, the power's there. So he's just got to, you know, learn to be a bit of a racehorse. And um, and that's why he's going week to week just to, um, you know, get that, that racing under his belt. And um, so he learns. OK, last week, second behind another derby prospect in Neptune. Were you happy with that run? Yeah, I was happy with him. Um, I knew Neptune had a fair reputation, and um, you know, so we didn't want to fight fight with him too much. So we, you know, we took a trial, and he was too good on the day. But um, as I said, my horse is quite dour. He's, he's he's trained for a longer distance, so um, you know, in the next sort of uh, week or two, we'll start to sharpen him up and and um, see if we get the result we want. Okay, he's back at a mile today, and he's got the inside gate. Uh, is the plan to try and lead here? 
I think so. You know, if you can't lead all the way over 1,600, you, you know, you're in a bit of trouble, aren't you? And um, you've got the draw to do it. Um, he's a fast horse out of the gate. So, um, and he's probably better just bowling along, you know what I mean? So instead of trying to rate him too much, just let him roll along at his own speed. And, um, you know, it, it makes it hard for the others if you, you know, you're bowling 29s, 28s all the way. So, um, you know, so, yeah, that'll be the plan. All right, well... Yeah, well, there's a couple of handy types there and a couple of likely Derby prospects in their own right. Uh, the Bowden Blues always smoke and go the Red Golden Bay. So, pretty deep lineup today for a midweeker. Yeah, with well, a strong field this time of year with the, um, you know, with the Southern people coming up with their contingents and, um, you know, and then, you know, Albion Park's always pretty tough. You need a good draw and, um, you know, the strength of the racing's definitely there. So, um, or the depth, you know, and um, as I say, he, he's up to them. So, it's just a matter of, you know, hopefully getting away good and, and um, bowl along in front and just see what happens from there. Okay. The Reckler Derby's this Saturday night. That was never part of his program? No, not at this stage. Um, we'll probably, you know, hopefully work towards the South East Derby if he's, um, if he's you know, able to get in it sort of thing. They're, and, um, you know, they'll probably have heats for the, the main derby and that, that's his focus. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably turn him out and maybe, maybe send him down to Melbourne in the spring, you know. Okay. Uh, a couple of other runners today in the trot race too. You've got two runners, Cocky Malt and Car Manor. Uh, Car Manor's going particularly well, and this looks a winnable race for him today. Definitely. You know, he just probably um, his own worst enemy last week. He actually began too good and um, just over raced in the in the death seat. So if he, if he gets a trail most of the way in the, on the outside lane, he, he'll be very hard to beat. You know. So and Cocky Malt's up ten metres. He he he's you know going genuine races without setting the world alight. So. Um, you know, but just that 10 metre handicap makes it a little bit different because you can get away pretty quick. And in the first five or six until the last five or six, he's a chance. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And he's getting fitted too, Cocky Mulk. Just on Car Manor, with that really good beginning last week, he can do that though, can't he? There's times I've seen it before where he can begin a- a- as good as anything. Well, once he steps and just gets over that first 50 metres, he can get his speed up really quickly. And, and he's pretty solid, you know. So after that, um, but he just, you know, he, you know, he just get, get, gets a bit keen, and you know, he's probably better in a, in a higher class race because they run along a bit quicker, and he and he just, you know, trots like a sewing machine. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be scared to chuck him in the deep end later on in some of those races. But um, at the moment, he's doing a good little job. Okay, well, there the two trotters there in the trot. Let's go down to race six. Nakula, a runner-up, its last two. A win's not far away, but as you said, it, it, it's difficult this time of year because there's plenty of depth about. But the last two runs have been really good. Yeah, good, good little honest mare and um, nice draw today. And the extra distance will really suit her. You know, she'll need a bit of luck. But if I happen to go go silly up front or go hard, and um, she's a great little stayer, you know. So she's probably good each way odds at around ten or eleven dollars. So um, one for the first four at least. Yeah, absolutely. She is going well. And Parama goes around in race seven for you today. Comes up with a nice draw. I think he'll be competitive here. Yeah, he's a good old horse. You know, the syndicate have a bit of fun with him, and he races you know, week-to-week week sort of thing and done a good job for them. So, um, and he's a lovely horse to have around the place. So, uh, but he's just one of those horses that, you know, needs a bit of luck here and there and um, never goes a bad race, but just needs a bit more luck sectional-wise. And, um, but, yeah, he's got drawn well today and he'll he'll go forward and probably try and lead all the way. Okay. A uh, couple of other things that I wanted to ask about. I've noticed that you've had a few uh, young trotters uh, doing the educational rounds uh, recently. So have you got a few new trotters uh, likely to hit the track soon? Yeah, we we sort of bought two or three of those at the Yelling Sales, you know, um, and they're actually progression, they're two-year-old now. So, um, you know, particularly happy with a, a Volstead one out of Pizza Queen. So, good group of guys in the ownership of that. And, um, 
And we've also got a nice blue two-year-old pacer coming for his first run next week out of Arms of an Angel. So he looks pretty smart. Yeah. Okay. Just on that trotter with the ownership group, is there a few thoroughbred guys in the ownership group of that trotter? Yeah, there is. Yeah, Lindsay Goff and a few of the few of the guys, and um, Fairzy, the jockey's agent. So um, they're all pretty excited about it. They've booked their trip to the Elite Lop already, so that's good. <laughs> uh, good stuff. So we'll see them at the track when he steps out, no doubt. Oh, it's good for them. It's good to have a bit of crossover code, and um, I guess a bit like me when I have a thoroughbred, you um, you enjoy it so much because you, you're you're under no stress and. Um, you have a day out and a few drinks, and um, you know, hopefully they can do the same. So it's good to get them involved in the harness. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So Barilla today, uh, he's your best? He's probably my best, yeah, and Carmanner, if he does things right, he'll, he'll be awfully hard to beat. All right, excellent. Hey, Tim, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, bye. There's Tim Bunt joining us. So uh, Tim uh, training in partnership with his son, Riley. The team's going well. So Barilla, a good push there in race number five today, which is the first leg of the quaddy. Ben Battle comes to Albion Park today with a couple of runners as well, and their key runners into the Mystic was heavily tried first up. She came across unraced from New Zealand. She started the favourite, scored easily. So she's rising in grade today, and Bonnie Prince Louis' is Mr. Consistency never goes a bad race. So they're both stepping out to Ben today, and he joins us online now. Ben, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Thanks for having me. Um, what do we make of this mare into the Mystic? Like I said, she was heavily favoured first up, never looked like getting beaten. Uh, what were the expectations? Obviously, they were really high because the support was there, but um, what, what are the plans for this mare going forward? Um, yeah, we're sort of not getting too ahead of ourselves at the moment. With her, Chris, she, um, as, as you mentioned, she's an un- unraced four-year-old mare, um, been given plenty of time over there to develop, but um, yeah, she's definitely got you know, and her fair share of ability on her side. She's pretty raw, um, you know, very green filly, but, or mare, I should say. And uh, we're sort of just taking it one step at a time with her, just trying to get a bit of race experience and just see where she takes us. Okay. Yeah, she's got power. That was uh, obvious on debut because it was a really fast last half and she looked comfortable getting through the line. Uh, yeah, she was really good. We are really pleased with her, her first, def- first up effort, Chris. Like, she... Um, you know, she, she first time at the track, we sort of kept her away from the trials. We were happy enough with the track work here at home to suggest that she was, you know, ready enough to step out and um, compete in that maiden grade. But as you mentioned before, it's, it's a big step up in grade for her today. So it'll be interesting to see how she handles it all. Okay, so she steps up in grade. She's also stepping up in distance. She goes from a mile to 21, but you've got the services of Luke McCarthy. So you shouldn't go too far wrong there. No, that's right, Chris. You uh, probably couldn't have a, a better man in the hot seat to um, to make the right decisions at the right time, hopefully. Yeah, so what are the expectations today? Do you think she's capable of running top four? I do have good news here. Three fingers just been scratched. So he's a late scratching, so there's one less you have to worry about. Yeah, that's right. I, I just um, just seen that. I just had a look at the fields myself before our chat, and um, I seen he was out. So that's a, that's a big help. That's one less that we've got to try and beat home, but... Um, yeah, it'll be just interesting to see how she handles the step up. Obviously, it's a it's a big ask, you know, a, a filly that's only had one start, taking on a few of these, you know, nice horses, old seasoned race horses. So, um, you know, we're just going into it just to, um, you know, we'll get a real good gauge off her today to see where we're headed with her. Okay. She's by Franco Ledger. He was a good old performer for several seasons in New Zealand. You don't see too many Franco Ledgers going around. There is one in Victoria that goes pretty good in just a little sip. So... Franco Ledger, um, what did you know about him? 
Uh, no, not too much, Chris. We um, we obviously have our agent in New Zealand that spots these horses for us, and um, he gave me a ring and, and just said, have a look at this mare. I, I think she'd be a nice addition to your stable. So we just more took um, took his word for it, and um, yeah, hopefully it all pans out. But we're really happy with what we've got so far. We've been thrilled with her since she's arrived. Excellent. You've got a good ownership group involved too. Yeah, that's right, Chris. A few first-time owners and, um, um, you know, um, Alf and Rosario Lasfina jumped in as well. So it's a good mix, you know, people that have been in the game and, and first-time owners. So hopefully um, hopefully that she can give them a good ride, especially them first-time owners. Okay, well, that's into the Mystic there in race six, drawn gate one. The next race, Bonnie Prince Louis. Like I said, never knows how to run a bad race. He's had the three runs back this prep. Last start to run a up, but that's that's good form. He, he runs into Swayze here, who's chasing four on the bounce since being under the care of Jason Grimson. But another forward showing expected today? Uh, yeah, definitely, Chris. Like it's it's probably a, a drop back out of Saturday night grade, back to Tuesday grade. But um, you know, obviously in that grade of race, there's there's definitely no easy ones. Every horse deserves to be there because they're all up in grade. They've they've all won plenty of races to get to that grade. So. Um, yeah, we're definitely expecting a forward showing from him. As you said, he's, he's a model of consistency. He puts in every time he steps on the track and he always seems to be there and about. So hopefully he can do that again today. Mm, last start, a runner up behind It's Mr Clooney. He won again on Saturday night or Friday night, I should say, track record. So it's good form. So uh, Bonnie Prince Louis, just on that with that Redcliffe meeting on Friday night, was there any temptation about, um, you know, throwing in a, uh, a nom for the uh, the patron's purse there last week? Uh, yeah, we we actually did put in a, a nomination for it, but um, given the given the strength of the field, I'm I'm not surprised he he wasn't able to gain a start. And probably the way the race was run, he was he was probably better off being at home here in the shed. The the way the race was, <laughs> yeah, it was keen and willing, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a brutal race. It was, um, you know, the, the performance of Leap to Fame was just something to remember. It was just unbelievable. Probably one of the best wins I've ever seen of a horse on a racetrack. You know, it was just mm. a thrill to watch, really. Yeah, and, and I think that's a good point. For those that were trackside, I, I think they had, you know, obviously a front row seat. And for those that weren't there and aren't too familiar with Reckliff, it probably doesn't, you know, uh, underline the performance that he delivered. So if you were there, it's a, it's a moment that you won't forget anytime soon. That's for sure and certain. Yeah, 100%, Chris. It was just brewing, as I said, just brilliant to watch. It was It was quite... Uh, mind-blowing the performance that he put up the other day. Okay, now every time I get you on, I ask about a trotter. So is there any update? Is there a trotter in your stable as yet? <laughs> nah, not not as yet, Chris. We still haven't um, still haven't dipped our toe in the water as yet. Okay, we'll have to get onto that agent and see if he can find you one over there in New Zealand. Yeah, <laughs> now we've been doing a, a good job with the paces so far from the New Zealand ranks, so hopefully we can keep that job up. All right, well, hopefully uh, you're not too far from the action today. Two good chances into the Mystic Race 6 and Race 7, number 6, Bonnie Prince-Louis. As always, Ben, really appreciate the time, and we'll see you at trackside. Too easy, Chris. Thanks so much. There's Ben Battle joining us. He does a good job with his team, and he's got two key runners there going around today. Let's find a winner. As I said, a late scratching, important late scratching coming out of Race 6 and Free Thinker. So he's got to start on Saturday night at Redcliffe in one of those derby races. So that's the reason for his scratching there on, uh, on uh, later today. Let's find a winner. Racetrack Ralphie joins us each and every Tuesday, and he's online with us now. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. 
a couple of uh, key scratchings. So Free Thinker comes out. Apollo Dreams was an original scratching earlier today. So a couple of key runners coming out. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, look, um, I was keen on Apollo Dreams and since he's been scratched, I've, I've had to uh, find another one. So I've gone to race three, uh, number eight, the Reaper. Now, this trot is racing in super form at the moment, and he's a he's a really reliable beginner, a beginner and he's super fit. He put in a solid effort last week uh, when he was runner-up to the talented Philly uh, in mass, and at his start before that, he scored here at the creek, and that was off the same handicap and over the same distance. I think with Angus Garrow taking the uh, seat again today, I think he's going to look very hard to beat. So we're going race three, number eight, the Reaper. Okay, the Reaper is the one, race number three, chasing his 12th victory at the track today. So he's in very good form, no question about it. So that's our best bet, race three, number eight, the Reaper. Uh, you were there trackside last Friday night, witnessing Leap to Fame. You'll be there trackside again on Saturday night. Another good card there with the other Eclipse Cup. So just to outline how much depth we've got for a few of these races, we've got consolations for the Cup, the Derby and the Oaks on the weekend. Yeah, it's a super lineup, that's for sure. And I've, I've ducked down here to Tambourine this morning to try and uh, see the good horse himself. And uh, I was just amazed at the amount of people that were down here watching him track work. I don't know if you can pick them up, but... Okay. Have we lost Ralphie there? We may have lost Ralphie. No, he's still there. No, he's gone. He's so, gone, is he? Anyway, we've got the tip, the Reaper, but, uh, yeah, just another one that was impressed. So we've got mm. 10 races on Saturday night, Steve. So we've got uh, the Recliffe Cup, and like I said, there's a, a Derby Consolation, there's a Cup Consolation, and there's also a, a, a Recliffe Oaks Consolation as well. So it, it's going to be tough getting starts in some of these features because there's still a number of uh, key interstate horses that are yet to arrive. So it's only going to get stronger in the coming weeks, but uh, that means it's going to be very competitive racing, so a lot to look forward to. So peaceful starts on Saturday night, coming straight up following her trial last Wednesday at Menangle, and she's drawn barrier one in the Oaks, and the Derby race is a very strong race as well. Naturally Gifted will start in that race, uh, fresh off his victory at Penrith last Thursday night, drawn the inside of the second row. So there's still one more invitation for a three-year-old uh, to be offered by Racing Queensland for the Rising Sun. So maybe they wait and see the Reckliff Derby or Reckliff Oaks and then uh, issue that final spot. So it's going to be very interesting. So we're just waiting on confirmation about Wonderful to Fly, whether she comes across. She was brilliant again, really impressive there on Friday night, but still no firm decision on whether they're going to make the trip across the Nullarbor. So we'll have to wait and see. Where do we sit with better zip it right now? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, look, he finished second last there on Saturday night. He was second up. He went into the uh, this this campaign without a trial. He was down the line first up in Sydney, and then he was down the line there again on uh, on Friday night, chasing leap to fame. So he goes for the cup on Saturday night. Uh, he's got to start off a handicap of 10 metres. This is going to be interesting, just to sort of give us, you know, just a bit more of an idea of where he's at. I wouldn't be dropping off. Um, but Saturday night's going to be crucial in so many ways. So just the fact that he didn't have that trial and now he's had the two runs, and that was a, a really hard run there that he encountered on Friday night behind Leap to Fame, but I'm not prepared to uh, drop off because when you look back at last year's carnival, Jason Grimson, a very good trainer, 
he was able to prepare them for the big races. So if you're dropping off now, I think it's a little foolish. Thanks, Chris.